Hey, this is Tally. And this is Sarah with Namaste and Rosé. And we're not just another yoga podcast. Really, we are two friends doing handstands, drinking wine, and spilling stories about the darker side of yoga. So pour yourself a glass of Rosé and listen if you dare. Welcome to Namaste and Rosé, a yoga rant podcast. Well, hello, 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 Tally. Hey, Sarah. That was my radio DJ voice. (laughs) Mine too. It's uh, low and sultry today. We are listening to Jazz FM. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, your LaCroix reminded me. My LaCroix? Yes. Reminded me. I, uh, over the weekend, I bought uh, a soda stream. I love my soda stream. Yeah, me too. Except I still can't burp, but that's okay. I, I don't, I've been really struggling. So I got a soda stream a couple of years ago and it was a gift. I was so excited because that's all I wanted because I feel like such a waster Yeah, getting, I don't buy anything in plastic anymore at all. So it's either yeah. glass or cans, but you can't re- recycle glass in Montana. So I was literally driving my glass to Denver, like a crazy person until finally my mom was like, stop putting wine bottles in my recycling oh. container. <laughs> so, so that stopped. Um, and then, uh, so I feel really bad about like the, the amount that I'm wasting, like a trash, you know, or, re- you know, recyclables. But um, my soda stream, I, I didn't, I use it so much though, that I'm constantly refilling those cartridges. Yeah. You know, the big thing. And I'm also like super freaked out when I fill them. I'm always afraid they're going to like explode when I put it back in and I'm going to die. That I was afraid to do that yesterday too. I was like, I don't know about this, but yeah, but I do like that. It's like one cartridge fills 60 liters. So does it though? I don't know. I just got it. So I've only made two sodas, but I definitely want to try your ginger, um, soda recipe that you made. Mm, It's so delicious. Yeah. So I'm really excited about that. And like yesterday I squeezed a cutie an orange cutie in there. So I had orange soda water. Was it pulpy? No, no. I just used the uh, squeezer thingy. Oh yeah. Your juicer, you juiced it. Kind of. Yeah. It's like, you know, the citrus squeezer thingy. Oh yeah. That's fancy. Yeah. I have, I have more citrus presses and things than I should. I don't know why I have. (laughs) Um, yeah. So that's been exciting. I liked, I like it. I it's a little terrifying, like with the cartridge and even pressing the button. Mine has three levels. Whoa, like this fancy. Yeah, it's a one, you know, one is least carbonated and three is most. And I tried two and I'm not even going to go to three. Like, <laughs> no way. Wow. I just like leave mine on longer. I just, I don't know. Mine's think, old school, I guess. Well, I, you just press it and it does it for you to like oh. whatever thing you want. Like, so it times it itself, oh, I guess. Full of CO. Yeah. I don't know. So, so that's been really fun and helpful and that'll probably hopefully help not buy more shit. So, um, yeah. 
So that was well, my fun my, weekend. The problem is it's changing the cartridges. Like I have four of said cartridges in the back of my car because I keep not wanting world market is the only place I can go to get them exchanged that I know of here. Yeah. And I just don't go, I don't go shopping. I don't go out. I don't. And like, yeah, since, especially since like the quarantine and everything started last year. Like, I don't think I refilled those suckers in a, a year, almost a year now. <laughs> so. I'd be terrified to have them in your car thinking they would explode. Yeah, they haven't yet. So that I'm just going with it. I don't know. Yeah. With all the cold and like, I don't know. I know. I know. I, I took them out during the summer. I do remember that. I took oh, the time to, and then I ended up at world market and didn't have them. So I had to buy two more, you know, that's how I ended up with four. Uh, okay. I was going to say, it's like, why do you have four in the first place? But because uh, well, they give you a deposit back every time yeah. you bring one of them. Yeah. It's yeah. just a whole thing. I struggle with that. I also, I buy local kombucha and, um, so it comes in the glass container and every time, you're, if you bring your glass container back, you like, you know, don't have to pay the deposit and, or whatever you get your deposit back. Yeah. And I, I have probably 12 kombucha fucking growlers that I just keep forgetting. Like they would fill yep. the back of my car at this point. Yep. Yeah. Really bad at that kind of stuff. I know. So you're trying to do a good thing by you're trying to be uh, socially responsible. Uh-huh. Ooh, I like <laughs> good, that we use that wording. Good segue. Um, but then it ends up not really happening because now you have more of the jars than you intended to ever have because right. you forget or whatever, <laughs> or COVID exactly. happens and you can't refill them. Cause like we can't, I think we can start, uh, to refill growlers and things now. Um, oh, yeah. but we haven't been able to since like, I don't know, April of last year, like all of, all of those have been taken out. Um, you know, you can't refill anything of your own with your own containers. So I don't yeah. know. Yeah. It's a crazy world. Um, you know, it's funny. My mom told me that she's in line. She was so excited when she got in line for the vaccine and I go, Oh, okay. Like, well, does that mean that you're going to come visit? Like what's, you know, what, what's happening? And, um, she goes, yeah, I'm, I'm 8,601 in line or something like that. It was like in the eight thousands. And I was like, Whoa, I'm like, but it's Denver and there's a lot of locations. So I'm sure it'll go fast. So I was like, so what are you? Are you like in the five thousands now? Like, when do you think you'll get, you know, be able to get your first, your first immunization shot. And she goes, I'm somewhere in the 10 thousands. I'm not sure what's happening, but I seem to be going back in line. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, well, that's what you get for being like a healthy, fit, um, yeah. like seven, you know, an, an almost 70 year old, like, come on yep. now. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, there's no end in sight. Like I'm, I just will never see my mother again, apparently. No. Um, yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I got a flu shot for the first time. Oh, really? Oh, you yeah. told me that, that you were going to going to get one in the last episode. I can't remember, but no, I, well, oh yeah, I didn't see... actually recording. <laughs> no, um, I was thinking about getting one. I've never gotten one and I never, maybe I'm, I don't know. I'm not embarrassed by it because I'm not the only one who has thought this way that, uh, I never got it because I was always, under the thought of, eh, you know, you get the flu, whatever, like me thinking all about me. And my aunt is a, um, she's a, um, epidemiologist and she put out a public service announcement, um, in the state that she lives in, in a, a commercial on the importance of getting flu vaccines. This was like two years ago. 
And, uh, and you know, we, she sent it to us and we're like, oh, yay, we're so proud of you. And it was, it was starting to make sense to me with her, uh, her commercial saying that it's a barrier. You're protecting yourself from giving it to others. So think of it as a wall. And I never thought of it that way. I always just thought of it like, oh, I'm protecting myself from getting the flu from others. But when she said it that way, it was, I'm creating a barrier within myself so I don't get it or don't pass it along to others because I've created this barrier Hmm. and thinking of it. And, and although it was kind of making sense only until the, uh, COVID-19 hit. Right. Um, and we're talking about vaccines and things. Um, I didn't, I, I came back to that message. I was like, Oh, like it started sinking in about, you know, why we wear masks and things like that. It's like, yes, we're protecting ourselves, but we're also creating a barrier from not killing our loved ones right. <laughs> and, or, you know, strangers or whatever. And so it really, it hit me then. And I was like, you know what? I will, I'm not a, I, I'm not an anti-vaxxer at all, but I also don't necessarily get vaccinated. Cause I just don't either think about it again. Didn't think getting a flu vaccine was ever a big deal. Um, and so, uh, now it's like, I understand now I understand, you know, did I, you I get any, did you get any flu symptoms when you did it? Nope. I was totally afraid of yeah. that. It was probably like, I think because I was over, uh, analyzing what, the way my body felt like my arm was sore <laughs> for two days, you know? And right. then I was like, Oh gosh, I don't feel well for like 10 minutes, you know? And I was like, here it comes, here it comes. I guess I shouldn't have done it. And no, it all went, no, I was totally fine outside of a sore arm for a few days. Um, and I, it, it made me understand to like the whole, you know, especially, uh, as yoga people, and we're supposed to be, um, caring and ahimsa, like we practice ahimsa, not yeah. others and ourselves constantly. Yeah. And, and I just feel like I did it to protect myself, but to protect somebody else that like my, if my mom was still alive right. in her condition, I would be a nervous wreck right now, the way people are ask, acting. And I just, right. I don't know. So it just, it, it definitely hit me. And, um, I went to the doctor just for a checkup and, uh, they said, Hey, you're here. Do you want to get the flu vaccine? I was like, oh, uh, you know what <laughs> I said I would, um, if I don't do it now, I'm not going to. So just because I'll, I forget, you know, it's not on my mind. And, uh, so I did, and, and, you know, I still take my oil of oregano. I still take my, you know, I, I'm all about taking herbs to keep myself healthy, but we're also in the 21st century and we do have medicine to help us stay alive. And that's not anything to, you know, also scoff at. I mean, like, that's why we live to a hundred these days. Right. Um, we're getting older and older and we're unhealthier and more unhealthy. So there's something keeping us alive. Right. Yeah. So it was like, (laughs) I, I I do believe the power of herbs and herbal medicine, of course, but 
at some point, if I'm still sick, I'm going to go to the regular fucking doctor and they're going to give me antibiotics because you'll have a surgery if you need a surgery. And you'll <laughs> yeah. Have, yeah, yeah, you know, it just, um, I don't know. So like with our, our talking today on social responsibility as yoga teachers and practitioners, um, and how so many people in the community flipped their lid and just decided to take essential oils for their health is just absolutely ignorant, asinine, and downright ridiculous and irresponsible for your neighbor that you're supposed to be saying, you know, everybody love each other in the yoga studio. And then you're saying hot garbage on the other end of that. So, um, so that's my stand. Oh, are we moving into our topic right now? Is that it? Because I was going to tell you that I had a fingernail fall off and a friend who doesn't know you was like, oh, are you going to take a picture and send it to Tally? <laughs> I was like, Did you put tea tree oil on it so it doesn't get infected. <laughs> it's fine. Everything's fine. I'm just messing. Um, <laughs> with the oil thing. No, it, was, it was just so funny. And then um, I don't know, this is like such a severe change in direction because we're going to talk about my tongue for a second. Oh my God. I'm trying to keep us in line. You have 45 minutes. <laughs> keeping you in line. One second. <laughs> I ate. Okay. I don't know if anybody has had the Sasquatch potato chips from Tim's cascade. It's a Northern company. They're out of like Olympia or Seattle or something. So, um, and then Ruffles makes a, a version of it called like all dressed. It's a Canadian version of the potato chip. And they're so fucking good. And they have got so much vinegar in them, but I was so hungry the other day. I ate an entire bag and now my, my tongue is shedding. Like I, like I'm kind of embarrassed. I was like, what's in my mouth. And then I was like, oh, it's like tongue skin. Like, but that's why you stuck your tongue out at me. No, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I was like, what was, uh, it's like, just ignore. She's being weird. Just keep talking. <laughs> no, I'm so sorry. That's Anyway, that is why I stuck my tongue out at you when you were telling that story about social responsibility. <laughs> I'm <and> like, um, <laughs> I know. And I'm so proud of you for continuing on. So, <laughs> speaking of social responsibility, <laughs> sorry. Um, yeah. So I think what spurred this conversation entirely is the fact that, so I think you guys are still pretty locked down in Colorado. Yeah. I think we're at... I don't know. Cause I'm still not going anywhere because I'm trying to be socially responsible <laughs> until I right. get a vaccine. Um, yeah, I think we're at 50 or 75% capacity Friday exactly. night. I went to the grocery store and, uh, restaurants were packed indoors and what? I, really? I was livid about it. I, I do believe that um, industry workers need to make a wage, but I feel like the government should be assisting that and not killing people because they want to go out to eat. But, um, I, I was very surprised to see parking lots almost full, like, like a regular Friday night full, right. and, and it's too cold to eat outside. So everybody right. was inside and well, we've been dealing with that in Montana this whole time. Like nobody's been doing anything. So it's like, <laughs> So like, I don't, it's, um, it's, yeah, it's an interesting, it's an interesting situation because I've, I definitely, I mean, I'm a homebody anyway. So the, the most social activities I have are like going to the barn, 
um, <laughs> and interacting with, you know, other people with their horses, but horses by nature are socially distant. Like there's no way for me to be six feet or closer to someone usually when I'm on my horse. Um, oh, you're outside. I mean, you know, like I, well, in the yeah. barn has like a, yeah, it's like a breezeway and everything, but yeah, yeah. So I go to the barn. Um, I do, I, I do go to the grocery store because I've done a little bit of the curbside pickup stuff and they fuck up my order every time. And I'm so like anal about organic and like this and that. And then it's like, I get home and like the one ingredient that I need to like, you know, to put the like Greek yogurt on the top of my falafel, like it's yeah. not, there's no Greek yogurt. So they supplemented it with like Yoplait, which is yeah. gelatin, which I don't eat, you know, like that's I don't not even yogurt. <laughs> so I, and that's an exaggeration. I did not get Yoplait. I would have lost my shit about it, but uh, that, yeah. So I did, I did that. But if Yoplait I, wants to sponsor us, no, I'm just kidding. no thank you. I'm kidding. <laughs> And now they're like, gonna write an angry letter. Well, we were going to sponsor you, but, um, so yeah, so I've been, I've been in this weird crux because I, I was teaching, you know, once our quarantine was over, I've been teaching in the studio regularly. Obviously we've got protocols and distance in place. I'm no longer at the studio. I've been gone for about a month, a little over a month or whatever. And I'm um, doing my own thing. Primarily all of my work is online right now, which has been fabulous for a homebody. And my only interaction is like my family. So mm-hmm. I've got my, you know, my family here. And then I have, um, an assistant who was one of my yoga students who is here as well. And that's it. Like, I don't, I'm like, do I interact with anyone? Like, I'm trying to think I do have maybe it was funny. I watched that Saturday night live a couple of weeks ago where they were talking about know, the Super Bowl pod or whatever. Oh, I have so-and-so in my pod and then the pod, like, Oh, I just have random sex with strangers. That's fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like, I'm sure I'm guilty of, of that only because, you know, like it's, it's, it is isolating. And so I do have a, a friend, there are a couple that I, that I spend time with. Um, but they like, he works outside and she works from home and also in an office that is completely socially distanced, mm-hmm. but, and then they don't do anything else. And, um, so there's that. And I feel, I feel pretty confident in that, but you know, like you never know, like you don't know anything, but my brother got COVID and he's like neurotic about it. And oh, so wow. I just think that there's like, part of me is like, there's, there's no rhyme or reason because I feel like, and I would have been exposed a multitude of times at this point. And I did, I've had a COVID test when I was ill and I had two and they were both negative. Um, and I still, you know, I still socially distanced before, during, and after all of that. But what the long version of the story is that we, we started (laughs) talking about, um, I have a trip coming up. And so we were, you know, Tally mentioned like, oh, we should definitely talk about social responsibility. Um, because I knew that because you're not being socially responsible. (laughs) Well, we can argue that for sure. Um, so I have, um, I think I mentioned that I canceled some, uh, retreats last year on the podcast and, you know, that's where I make a lot of my, my income. Um, one of the, one of the canceled retreats was also a postponed retreat from when a dear friend of mine was diagnosed with, um, pancreatic cancer and he recently passed away and he and I were, were co-leading that retreat. Right. And it was in Costa Rica and that 
uh, it really just felt like everything in the world was keeping me away from Costa Rica and, um, spending time there as a child, it felt like a, a little bit of a returning home. It was like his idea. Um, so it's a little bit bittersweet. Um, I had an opportunity, uh, a few of my yoga friends and students were saying that they were already planning to go to go surf and, um, would I, you know, these were people that I had interacted with at the studio and would I like to go? And I, I immediately said no. And then I, and then just, I all of a sudden had this opportunity and I was like, when am I going to get this chance? And I have somebody that's watching my kids. And so I, you know, I, I decided that there's no time like the present. I'm going to do that. And I also kind of feel like it's, I mean, and this is my perception of it. Like it's a safer time to travel than ever. I, you know, like with the COVID tests going on, the immunizations going on, and we can talk more about that, but, um, you know, I'm going to be outside, you know, staying in my room and then outside it's an open air area. I'll be on the beach the entire time. The only time I'm confined is obviously wearing a mask on a plane. So I felt like for my mental health, it was something that I needed to do. I have a I've been, I'll be really honest. I've been really depressed. Like I get seasonal depression and it's been really challenging, um, with my friend passing and, um, knowing like what, like how committed he was to going and, and he'd never been to Costa Rica and it was just like his dream. And I feel like a part of that, I get to carry with me and take him with me on this trip. And I just, I fucking haven't seen the ocean in almost a year and a half and I'm going crazy. And um, you know, maybe that's not socially responsible, but no. in, a, in, a, in an entire way, well, that's a lot of judgment too. So you have to step back and, and ask yourself why you have judgment, because that's also not a yogic practice as well. Well, because, um, because of your irresponsibility, you could be causing the rest of us to have to stay put longer. I think well, is have, like the whole, putting the that, whole process of that, like not you just in general, but I mean, well, I really, you know, it just sounds like a privileged situation too. Like I haven't seen the ocean in a year. Well, a lot of people haven't, you know, and like, we're all, if we could all just work together for a little bit, I feel like if we could have all just done it in the first place, not had States figure it out for themselves we might not be in the situation that we're in, but I like, it really feels like it's going to be a whole other, like the rest of this year, you know, and especially with other strains. So like exposing yourself to another country and like, what happens if you do go Well, you are going and then you can't get back in or, or you get it while you're there or some, you know, like it's, because yeah, and that's what you've... travel insurance is for. And that's also like, we're required to take COVID tests like before travel, like it's all, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in place to prevent you from bringing it back to the U S and hopefully you're at. Right. I mean, I definitely I... want, I want to go on trips so bad, but I'm just like, I mean, I have a friend getting married in April and I'm like, I don't, I'm in her wedding. And it's like, your mom is immune compromised. This is irresponsible just because you're the only person that cares about getting married. Nobody else does just get married and we can have a party when it's all over. She's the only one that's vaccinated because she's a healthcare provider. So it's like, now we're all being exposed because of your selfishness, because you want to get married. 
and I love her. And she's the only one though, that is, is, is vaccinated. So it's like, now I'm being plucked out of my house to go, I don't know, stay, she wants me to stay at her house and then go to the wedding. And then I'm exposed to all these people. And then I come back and I'm, I'm deciding what's better to drive and like go to gas stations for two days and pee and stay in a hotel, or is it safer to take a flight for two hours and just like have 10 masks on and, you know, and like uh, gloves and, you know, like I, but, but now coming out of that, it's like, like you said, like that, uh, the Super Bowl bubble, it's like, oh, well they should probably be okay. You know, it's, it's like, uh, STIs, you know, sure. No, I don't have any, I've only slept with one person when they've really slept with 10 or what, you know, it's like, nobody really seems to tell the truth about that. So that's where, where I'm not saying like you in, in particular, but just like other people who just anybody who feels like, well, I'm sick of it and I'm just going to go. And it's like, well, I'm sick of it too, but I'm really trying to just get through it. And so we can all get back. So we can all go to concerts, have dinner, like normal people go travel, but we can't because this keeps continuing and people keep spreading it because they're tired of it. And so that's, you know, I mean, like until we're all vaccinated, this is just going to continue. Um, I hear a lot of like judgment and blame and all of that. And I, I agree that we should Are you all spiritually be doing- bypassing me. <laughs> No, I'm telling you exactly what I heard (laughs) that I've had about it. Um, but I also know that I personally, um, I know what I've done. I'm quarantined before I leave. I'm quarantined. Literally I'm, I'm away from people while I'm there and I'm quarantined when I get back. So are you going, you, Oh, I thought you were going with a group of people. I thought, yeah. And I'm staying. Yeah. I'm, I'm growing with a group of people who I know. And we'll be meeting on the beach and surfing. And it's pretty easy to socially distance when you're on the water. Yeah, for sure. So like, that's, that's my plan. Um, a few people have mentioned some other plans to do stuff. And I told them that my plan is to be on the beach. Like, that's it. I'm not making plans. I'm not doing anything else. Um, have you looked at what Costa Rica has been doing to keep people? Yeah, of course. Protected. Yeah. And I have a, I have everything scheduled to do my COVID test right, you know, right before I get back on the plane again, when I leave. Mm So, I mean, Costa Rica has actually been incredibly responsive with their tourism. And as far as I know, they haven't seen any new spikes with opening the country back up because they've been so diligent. Everything that I've gotten um, has said, you know, that like they, they want you to have um, hand sanitizer with you at all times. You have to have your mask with you at all times. I mean, they've, the airlines have done a lot of stuff about like they, you know, they send you their cleaning protocol, the actual airline in Costa Rica sent me their cleaning protocol and what they do before Mm -hmm. I even get on the flight. Um, and then, yeah, so I feel, I feel pretty, I feel good about my ability of being exposed. Now here's the other thing. I, I understand that people can be symptomatic and asymptomatic, but And I think that people argue the whole like flu scenario, which drives me nuts because, oh, it's just like the flu. Right. Yeah. But I think what they're trying to say, or I think some of them, some of them are just assholes, but 
some of, I think a lot of it is when you talk about it being like the flu, the transmission is similar to the flu and the fact that, okay, we've got this airborne thing, right? But um, if I am, if I am healthy, which I am, I'm incredibly healthy. I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't do drugs. I eat really well, I exercise every day. Um, my immune system already is not compromised. My personal immune system is not compromised. Therefore, if I'm exposed to somebody with the flu or COVID or, or a cold or anything else, the likelihood of me getting it is much lower. So I'm going into it knowing that. And, you know, also again, recognizing that people are symptomatic and asymptomatic, but knowing that I'm going in as healthy as I can possibly be. And I, I truly, I truly am. I feel, I feel like I've been, I'm healthier in the last month than I've been in a long, long, long time. And um, so I'm, I'm, I'm already putting my best foot forward, knowing that I'm not going to, um, you know, if I'm drinking heavily or smoking, or if I, if I have any kind of compromises or, you know, if I'm not sleeping very well or whatever, and, you know, you can feel your body, like kind of, you know, like, I think you're really good at it too. Like we both are like, oh, I can kind of feel something come up. And then it's mm -hmm. like, I go to bed early. I wake up the next day. I feel great. And mm -hmm. it's like, because you you're so in tune with your body. Now, I'm not saying that that's um, that's not a defense. That's yeah. not a, um, that's not a, it's not an immunization, but I also know that like my ability to transmit is going to be a lot less in that situation. Uh, I don't, I beg to differ that because you didn't give it to me. <laughs> I was sick when I, when I coughed on you, when I came back from Bali. No, you were never sick. You were never sick. No, I was coughing and I was sneezing. I mean, that, that was as sick as I got. I didn't get sick like you did, <laughs> but I was immunized. I was, I was immunocompromised. I was drinking all the time. I wasn't sleeping. Yeah. Like that. Um, also, I want to also disclaimer all of this, that this is something that happened well before, um, before COVID. So I don't want people to think that I actually gave you COVID. Well, we do think you gave so me COVID because it came but I don't think that this is the conversation to like make a joke about it. What was, the, I didn't hear you cut out. Oh, I said, I said, I don't think that this is the conversation to make a joke about it because we are talking about like the social responsibility of, and I don't even know if it's just travel. Like, like, I think we need to back up our conversation and say, what is the social responsibility of teaching classes? Like, like, like what about opening studios? What about, you know, people going on retreats with teachers? Um, yeah. I, I, it, it's challenging. I mean, you think that what you stated was, yeah, people should be subsidized by the government if they're servers. What do people in my case do who are self-employed, who make, you know, so much of their income off of retreats? I mean, I literally lost 70% of my income last year. Yeah. So um, I'm lucky I had other stuff to fall back on that was, yoga, you know, in my yoga arsenal. But, um, you know, the, I, I also as much as I want to say that this will fix this and this will fix this, like, like our world doesn't work like that. And it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that we also had some pretty shit leadership or I don't even know if you can call it leadership for the last four years. Crazy. So like, we're making up for lost time, but so you're same, doing this as a retreat or you're just go, I'm confused. Oh, I'm not doing this as a retreat at all. No, no. These are people that were going to go on a retreat with me that, that aren't, they're doing their own. Everybody's doing their own thing. We're not, <laughs> It's just, it's a vacation, not a retreat. Yeah. Yeah. But like the question is, you know, okay. So there's, there's a yoga studio in Costa Rica that I would love to check out. Like what is the social responsibility of me being able to go to a class there? Well, I would imagine that's probably open air. 
maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but yeah. why, why would that matter? I'd still be within six feet of people. I'm assuming. Well, or you're not like, uh, like studios around here are still at six feet apart, mm-hmm. um, indoors, outdoors, if it's nice, which it's not entirely. Not um, I haven't taught since, um, I thought about maybe teaching like a restorative class where there's not a lot of breathing and moving around. Right. But, um, but even that, you know, I don't know, maybe I could maybe get on board with that, but like cycling, teaching cycling and stuff like that, even at six feet apart, I'm just like, ugh, I don't one, I don't want to do it with a mask on because I just already feel like I'm going to die without a mask. So, so with a mask, I just, um, almost feel like that's putting possible, you know, situations that maybe people don't even realize that they have, uh, in a, in that place, you know, my, my lung capacity hasn't been the same in years. And so like, I don't know that I would want to, me personally would want to wear a mask and go hard on a bike teaching and not know that I could like end up passing out or like breathing, you know, like not being able to breathe correctly. So, so I was like, maybe do that. But I also, but then I don't know that I, is that kind of the same vein of, uh, well, the, you know, the, the cow's dead already. You might as well wear leather, (laughs) you know, like just go, people are going to the studio. You might as well just do it. And, and I, and I don't want to kind of play into that. Yeah. That's Um, a hard place to be. Like, I, I understand like my job has depended on that here. Yeah. That's been a struggle. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. I was going to mention something about, but I won't not on, not online. I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to like get us in trouble. But we're always in trouble. I know. Well, I don't, yeah, whatever. Like the studio, I thought you said they were just like, fuck it and letting people, more people in and that it made you feel uncomfortable. So like their social responsibility was out the door a long time ago when they did it's that true. and made, and it, and it wasn't up to you. You were all of a sudden not in the capacity of owning, like having your own, um, autonomy in your class to say how many people you want in there to make you feel safe. And I don't think that like, as an employee, teachers can really do that. There is no autonomy. You are an employee and you're told what to do. And there's, there's really been no employee rights when it comes to, to dealing with this kind of stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm coming from a, a, well, but they even, they went outside of the legal limit is what I'm saying. So let's actually back up for a second. So, um, as an employee, whether I, you know, am a server or a yoga teacher, or, you know, I work in any kind of profession, like a a salesperson at Walmart or whatever, like, of course there's like corporate responsibility going on. So a lot of these places like Costco are going to require the masks be worn and that people follow protocol, but a lot of mom and pop shops, you know, their, their revenues down, they're hurting. They're, they're like part of the local economy and they're really hurting. So they're trying, you know, like. I'm not by any means condoning it, but I understand their fear and their need to like figure out how to make an income. Like again, not condoning, but no, I I agree to be objective and like step back and be like, why, why is, why is your income more important than my health? Right. Right. And like, that's, that's what it comes down to a lot of times. But I, I know plenty of people that had to show up for jobs 
and work in an unsafe workplace because they needed the paycheck. And yeah, 100%. Like that's the, that's the whole problem with this. It's like that circular, like obviously people need to make a living and you know, yeah. Or, but then at the same time, like they're getting sick, you know, risking getting sick or getting other sick. And it's just, it's, it is sick. It's sickening because what, what's corporations don't care. I give a shit. Why would they? Yeah. The corporation isn't going to get sick. It's only going to get sick if it loses money. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So, um, it's really interesting because I always wonder, like, if I were still in a city, if I were still in Denver, if I were, you know, Denver, Seattle, LA, New York, like, I, I think that my views would probably be a lot more conservative with wearing a mask all the time. Don't worry outside. Like, you know, I, I live in, I'm, I live, I have the luxury of living in a place that is socially distanced by nature, literally figuratively. Right. Totally. Um, yeah. I, I don't have neighbors coming down on me on either side. Um, I can go to a, I can, I can walk in and order takeout or sit down at a restaurant and have it not be packed because there's simply nobody out. You right. know what I mean? Like if I were to do that, um, I actually did take my teacher training group out to a restaurant. We, you know, we always have a big meal mm-hmm. and kind of come together at the end of our training together. And I took, I, you know, I was on the fence as to what to do, but I ended up taking them out. We were literally the only table in the entire restaurant. And it was a, you know, it's a good size restaurant. It just, people weren't out. And I was like, oh, this is great. This is yeah. fabulous. It's like a private dinner. Um, so I do, I struggle with it because I, I see the stress that my son is under in school in, in Denver. I um, have friends. Is he physically going to school or is it online? Yeah. Physically going to school. Okay. COVID tested every week. Okay. So, um, you know, it, they're, they go, they, they had a scare with COVID. They put them online for 10 days and they pulled them back, um, into the classroom again. Um, I mean, there's some pretty strict protocols. Nobody's allowed in the school except for the the kids, you know, there's, there's some, and the teachers. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's not like I can go and like have lunch with my son or anything like that, Yeah, yeah. Um, which is understandable, but, uh, you know, like I feel like by nature, and I think that's part of like, I have friends who are, on the other end of the mask debate. And it's, it's, I, you know, I want to hear what they say. I want to know what they say. You know, there's, there's kooks that are just reading fucking crazy bullshit. <laughs> and then there's other people that like literally do not interact with other humans, like at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I have a, I have, have someone in my life who is literally like his job is just completely alone, isolated, and there's no interactions. Like at all, like doesn't go to the bar, doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, nothing like that. So I, I feel safe having that person around. I, um, I know other people who literally do everything with the social distancing, the hand washing, the masks, the sanitizer all the time. They, they get their groceries online. Um, but then they go to the bar on Friday night. So, oh. it's like, you know, there's, there's all that's sorts weird. Of- <laughs> Um, yeah. And it's like, oh, I only wear a condom. Like some of the time. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's fine. It's fine. Um, so I really, I've really struggled with this because I've seen, I've seen people go kind of nuts on both sides of the aisle. And I, I mean, I know that I want to protect the people that I love. I want to make sure that everybody can be safe. I, I am totally down for collectively all making a sacrifice, 
but here's the problem. Not everybody's collectively making a sacrifice. And I think what we need to learn how to do as yoga teachers, as, you know, Americans, you know, being such a divided country and just as humanitarians is we need to all learn how to live with this because it's not going away. I agree. Yeah. I've talked to several people like masks are the norm. Like it's not the new norm. It's just the norm. Like we got to get used to it. I have no problem throwing a mask on to go into the grocery store. And unfortunately, since they've mandated, um, or they've taken away the mask mandate here in Montana, um, Gianforte did that. And it was overnight. I, and I walked in to get groceries and, you know, some stores are still requiring it, but I walked in to get groceries and no one was wearing a mask. So then I, all of a sudden like, well, I don't want to go to that store anymore. Right. So I'm ba- I, you know, I, I go to natural grocers. They, they require masks. Albertsons does not. Um, I've noticed that with, um, bigger grocery chains, they're kind of willy nilly and the smaller ones like a nat- natural grocer or even whole foods, which is kind of big now. Um, they're all like, <laughs> what's that? I said they're only owned by Amazon. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. But like, there's somebody in, in the front, like a security guard in the front, like you can't come in unless you have yeah. a mask on and there's hand sanitizer for you and all that other stuff. So like, um, even, yeah, I forgot that they are now owned by Amazon, but yeah. Um, but we're like, um, what's the other anyway, like uh, whatever all s- smaller stores are really taking care of that. And, you know, Trader Joe's and stuff, they have little rings that you stand inside of people don't seem to get that. I don't know why they don't understand. Yeah. Like just stand in the ring, (laughs) but, um, but I've noticed that. And then like our regular grocery store here is just like, it's terrifying to go into that people have masks on, but some of them are wearing them as chin straps. Um, and it's like, why, what, what point are you proving right now? And, um, so it's, it's, I I've been trying to go like in the middle of the day when I think maybe less people are there, because if you go at a regular six, 5 PM, it's, it's a madhouse. Yeah. Nobody's there's, you know, directions on the floor that nobody's paying attention to. And it's just like, come on guys, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty bad. I, and I agree. I think I'm okay with masks. When we went to Indonesia years ago and everybody was wearing them, but us on the plane. And I I started thinking about it even back then, like, this is such a, why wouldn't we be wearing masks on a freaking plane where you inevitably get sick on it because the circulating air. And now I feel like probably with you going to, um, Costa Rica, like getting on a plane is probably safer than uh, you know, like if I decide to drive to Texas, um, to stop at gas stations, yeah, right. It, yeah. Masks. No. Exact. Well, and touching gas and like touching going to a public house. bathroom and like the public bathrooms, touching the gas handle, all of that. And I'm just like, I, it probably is safer to fly right now because they are disinfecting so much and you are wearing a mask and it is for a shorter amount of time than, obviously you aren't going to drive to Costa Rica, but, um, my dad has done it twice. I was going to say, I suppose you can drive if you want, but, um, so it almost does seem like that is a safer option these days. Um, and I, I do think I'm, I don't think my rights are being taken away because I'm wearing a mask. I mean, you wear a seatbelt when you 
drive a car. Like it's just, it's common sense and it's common courtesy and it's protecting everybody. And, and, and yeah. I agree. I think that it's definitely just here. And again, when we were in Indonesia, like how, how everybody was wearing them and, and we just weren't, <laughs> it was right. like, it, it makes sense. It really, it makes sense to wear it during regular flu season, just so you are protected. So it's like, I, I'm, a, I'm on board with it. I mean, do I want to wear it all the time to red rocks at a concert? No, that'll be a bummer. But if we have to, for a while, just to kind of get things back to normal, right, I, just to be able to go to red rocks and go to a concert. Yeah. Worth it. I, I really do think the first time going back to doing anything remotely normal like that, it'll be really bizarre. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I have no idea what to expect with like queuing up at the airport, you know, like yeah. the airport line. So you're you know, flying out of Denver, right? Yep. I fly out of Denver and I think I go to Houston, which, you know, Texas, woo. Oh. Um, and then, um, or maybe, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Houston. And then I go on and then I have a direct flight back. Oh, good. Um, Okay. Yeah. So that'll be nice. And then I'm driving home and I, you know, I have a big diesel, um, gas tank on my car so I can, I can literally fill up once and get all the way from, uh, Colorado to Montana in one tank. Yeah. Yeah. I usually just pee on the side of the road anyway, because it's (laughs) So, you know, nothing with that has changed my, my driving. (laughs) Um, but yeah, no, I've, I've really struggled with, with my abilities as a yoga teacher. Like, like you said, like we're supposed to live this, like, and not hurt others. Well, I'm, I'm a hundred percent on board with that, but when, but also part of my yoga practice is taking care of myself as well. And it's been a really dark time for me. Losing a, a dear friend has been really challenging, especially when, we can't even have a funeral for, for him because of COVID. We, I, I can't go hug my other friends who knew him and, you know, celebrate that loss of life you know, or that celebrate his life, you know, during this loss. And it's been, it's been really troubling. Like I, you know, like my poor animals are like, God, when is she going to get the fuck out of the house? Like, you know, um, but I, for me, the, the trip is more than a vacation. It, you know, if it were just a vacation, it would be different. So I, um, I mean, you can call it whatever you want, but I, I have not had an opportunity presented itself like this before I have the, you know, these airline credits that are going to expire, which is so stupid. The airline credits are expiring in April anyway, because I, you know, I, they were from when I was supposed to travel last year and I couldn't, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, I couldn't get it extended again. And so it was just kind of like, well, I've already paid for this. Um, I don't have work. I need to, to, you know, worry about, I don't, um, I have somebody that's going to watch my children and my animals and my home. And, and so it just felt like it honestly felt like Brandon was like sending me a message to go. And it, it sounds crazy, but it's been a really kind of therapeutic experience, like in my meditations, like really thinking about whether or not I should do this or, um, and then once I decided I wanted to go, I mean, that was when I was like, no, I'm really, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make the most of it. I'm going to be, I'm going to be safe. I'm going to be fun. I mean, you know, me, like, it's not like I'm going to go anywhere. <laughs> I, I don't go anywhere when I vacation, I, I sit in one place and enjoy it. So my goal is to surf. I'll be interacting with you know, surf rental place on the beach and 
Um, I'm told that where I'm going has a ton of open air, um, like just like little tables in the sand, you know, beachfront places to eat and I'll be doing that. And that's it. That's my only plan. And I don't really have any other plans. I'm, I'm excited to connect with friends who I haven't actually interacted with. I've got, um, you know, I just, that's, that's what I need. And I feel like I'm doing it in the most socially responsible way that I possibly can. And like I said, I think it's safer now than two years ago to travel on a plane. It seems like, um, and everybody's going to have their thoughts about it. And I, I, I would have liked to say that, oh, I'm, you know, like if I'm vaccinated, then that's better or whatever. Um, it's funny, this whole conversation about vaccinations, like I'm not, I'm not an anti-vaxxer, but I'm also of a Waldorf mindset where I didn't vaccinate my own child until he was five because I just felt like he needed to build his own immune system. And I had friends that were nurses and doctors that kind of, you know, helped me make that decision. And he went to the chiropractor regularly. I, what's funny about it though, is I've never gotten a flu shot either, but if it came to travel and there, there's always been requirements for traveling with immunizations, like no matter where you go. And it's like, it's smart. Like, Oh, I'm going to be in a deserted Island. I probably should get a tetanus shot in case I step on a nail or whatever. Yeah. So what's funny is, I mean, I have got, I have taken medication and gotten immunized for things like Japanese encephalitis and, you know, some pretty horrible things that were not fun. You know, I, I have done the malaria pills before, which I don't, I don't ever do anymore. I haven't done them in probably 15, 20, probably 20 years now, but you know, I've traveled to places where they've suggested that and you take it and then you're sick and miserable the whole fucking trip. And you're like, well, that made the trip not fun. You know, I definitely so, got immunized, 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 immunized? <laughs> um, shots when we went to Bali <laughs> and, uh, they did give me malaria pills, but I didn't take them just because I knew that it would make me feel miserable but I had them just in case, even though you're supposed to take them like seven days before and all that. And I was like, Ugh, I don't, I'm going to, I'm going to risk it on the malaria pills, but I definitely got like, um, typhoid and a couple of whatever else they suggested I get, um, you got the typhoid medication. You didn't get typhoid. <laughs> oh yes. I got typhoid. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. all. <laughs> Yes, the typhoid shot because I can't say immunized. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I, it, what's funny is I've never balked at getting that done, and people are, I, you know, are like, "Oh, you're gonna have to get the shot, you know, the COVID vaccine to travel." And I'm like, "Well, then that's probably how I'm gonna end up getting it. Like, I'm gonna get the, I'm gonna go get the vaccine if it requires me to to get yeah. get on a plane because that's a part of my life, and I think that people that don't travel you know, that it hasn't, I mean, I literally grew up traveling. I'm not, I'm not going to stop. I've been able to adventure in the outdoors here in Montana for the last year and a half. And it's been fucking amazing and fabulous. And I look forward to doing it again the rest of the year, but I'm going to be gone, um, on a beach for a little bit of time. And, and that's what I'm going to do for my well being. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I definitely look forward to reporting back to you about what I see when I'm there. Um, you know, there's, there's retreats going on down there right now with, mm. you know, teachers I, I don't know, but I, I am familiar with, I've, I've looked at some, you know, who's, who's there and what people are doing. And it's, it's been a really big challenge deciding whether or not I should even book any retreats in the next year. 
I don't have anything on the docket this year. And yeah, I, I doubt this year, but maybe next, I mean, I would good Lord hope by next year it's well, we've talked about doing like live in-person podcasts. It's like, we'd love to be able to do a podcast and drink wine with our peeps and yeah. with our peeps. And you know, like you and I can't even plan that. So Right. That's the other thing is like, it's really hard to even plan anything right now. I mean, it feels like it's getting better, but who, yeah. Like, is it really going to be like 2025 when we can really do normal things? Is that more accurate or, um, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Hopefully not. I feel like we have to really kind of decide what, what normal is for us. Yeah. You know, I think I joked around during quarantine that, um, like I fucking loved it. (laughs) I was like, I don't have to cancel plans because I don't have to make any, I can literally work on my house projects and play with my animals. And, um, oh my gosh, I was like Susie homemaker, like just, yeah, you were loving it. I was, I, I was living my best life for sure. What's interesting is it's, it's, it's weighing on me more now Yeah, um, because I do like you, I've, I've seen people going about their daily routine and normal business like it's no big deal. And it's like, well, fuck, they're doing it. Why can't I like, you know, I get into a little comparison and I I'm in a place that I see that daily, you know, and it's, it's really hard. So, um, I'm looking forward to like a shift in perspective and, and hearing other people's opinions. And, um, but I'm really trying to not have judgment for myself and for others, you know, like everybody, this whole podcast is nothing but judgment. (laughs) I mean, I will give some yoga judgment. Um, you know what I, I love, I absolutely love Sean Haleen and I've talked about him before and, um, he has, he throws some shade on, on his Facebook page and I just love it because, um, he actually did address like people doing retreats here, you know, doing retreats right now and how socially irresponsible it was. And I was actually looking for the post cause I wanted to share it, but, uh, you know, I appreciate that, that kind of conversation. And it sounds like, like he had a really cordial interaction with the person that was leading the retreat, you know, like, like you put all this stuff about how you're taking care of yourself and others, but then you're having people come with you on this retreat. Right. And right. I've, I've seen a, a lot of prominent teachers that you and I both personally know and, and, um, leading, leading things. And it's like, when is it okay? And when is the judgment not going to be there? So that's the first one, right? The second one is, uh, when will it feel normal? You know, because maybe, maybe that's people trying to return to some sense of normalcy and what they know. I mean, I, I'm personally not leading a retreat because I don't feel comfortable making money off of this trip. It's not, it's for me. It's not for my students. I'm grateful that I'm going to be getting to go with some of my students or meet, well, meeting them down there, but it's, it's an interesting, it's a slippery slope. Like, I don't know where the, I don't know where it turns from right to wrong or okay to not. Okay. Right. I think, um, blatant disregard is where it's not okay. I think being mindful and responsible as best as you can be is where it's muddier to okay, you know? Um, but for the people who are like, fuck that is 
that's where it's like 100% irresponsible on all fronts. Um, yeah, that's, that's my, that's all I got. (laughs) Um, are we gonna do a meditation? Oh shit. Yeah. I didn't even think of one. Well, I have one and I think it's good. It's, um, we've done a loving kindness meditation before, and this one is very similar. It's a kindness and compassion meditation. Okay. And so it, it was spurred by a practice I did with, um, a lovely teacher that I've adored forever and who I've had the pleasure of working with, um, Bill Dorgan. I did his Iyengar class yesterday and it was just lovely and, um, online. I did it online, which by the way, <laughs> this, this is a current podcast. The last two were from like November and December. This one is actually happening on what day is it? February. What day it's is happening it? in February? I know, but what's today's date? <laughs> it's the, well, it's, a, it's coming out the last week of February. Is today the 18th 19th? or the 21st, but that's fine. Oh, <laughs> yeah. is it really the 21st? Yeah. Yeah. So this will be released on the 24th, 25th. Sounds right. Everyone just pretend that you just nod and smile, nod and smile. This isn't a current pod. We are finally (laughs) catching up. Yeah. Fuck. So, uh, yeah. So I practiced with Bill yesterday online at, um, I, the, what is it? The Iyengar center of Vermont is what I think it's called. And it was just a lovely class. It's been so great. Um, he was originally an Anusara teacher of mine and, and um, he, he helped me lead a, one of my very first teacher trainings um, and was the experience and wisdom that I didn't have. And it was just great to learn from him. So he, uh, he reminded me of just that, that kind of that compassion, you know, that we have um, in our bodies and for our bodies and, and for where we are. And so, um, I wanted to read something. So does this fall along the, the line of ahimsa, which is that, that idea of non nonviolence. So ahimsa is asking us to take a look at where we can offer more kindness and compassion in our lives. And so that's the whole idea behind corporate responsibility, personal responsibility or corporate social responsibility. Sorry. And, you know, it isn't always about you, right? It's about us collectively as a whole, so we can all exist and coexist together. So should we do that? Should we do an ahimsa meditation? Yeah. Okay. Should we um, sit up tall, close our eyes, take a couple of deep, deep breaths? I forgot I can't move too far away from the microphone. (laughs) So just take a moment with your eyes closed or fixated on, on a certain point, feel the breath, move in and out. And just begin to feel compassion for your breath. So where it's tight, where it wants to stop or reside recognizing that ahimsa is the very first rule with compassion as the foundation of our practice. So when we breathe, we offer kindness before all else, letting the kindness flow in, 
compassion flow out. So as you sit here, just focusing on that kindness breath, that compassionate exhale, I'm going to begin to invite you to walk through your day. Maybe it's your work day, something that happened last week. Maybe it's what you choose the day to look like tomorrow. Maybe it's just this morning and right now. And I invite you to walk through your day with a little bit of a kindness lens on. Just noticing where you might be able to add a little bit more compassion, a little less judgment, a little more understanding. And this is where you get to acknowledge where you're crushing it. So from our conversation today, recognizing that we all have a duty to care for those around us. Those that we love. Those that we don't know. And even those who are unkind to us. When we breathe in and out with kindness and compassion, we can recognize that no one's perfect. And especially in the last year that we've all had, recognizing that imperfection and that we're all still practicing. And so we stay kind when we notice our room for growth and the room for others to grow. Notice the emotions that come up when we do settle on judgment for ourselves and for others. And see if you can exhale a little compassion out of it. So you can stay here in your meditation for a few more minutes if you'd like. And when you are ready to come out, you can just kind of flicker the eyes open or start to blink your eyes heavily. I like to do that little meditation on a regular basis. Just that's kind of how I wake up when I'm, when I look in the mirror and judge my body first thing in the morning, I have to go sit on my mat immediately after and say, okay, kindness and compassion start there. And I do hope that everyone is wearing a mask and staying safe and doing what's best for them and for the people that they love. Like Tally said, I hope we can get through this shit sooner than later. <laughs> uh, I, yeah. Hi, I'm back. <laughs> it's <Hi>. like <laughs> eyes opened and it's like, Whoa. it just feels like, uh, yeah, like my mouth was heavy or something like I couldn't open it, which is nice because even with something like that, that's, I don't know, how long was that meditation? Three minutes, maybe, maybe. Yeah. It's, it's so interesting how your mind can quickly flip like that, you know? Um, 
So that's awesome. Thanks for that. Uh, I don't, my dog was, he has some really awesome Ujjayi breath. Oh, is he snoring in the background? <laughs> he was. So I don't, I don't know if the mic picked it up, but if you hear this, <laughs> that was Oscar. Or it's, my, or it's my pug who sounds exactly the same way. Right, yeah. Yeah. So we've definitely had his breathing on, on our meditation before. Or we should just start a social media page that's dog pranayama and it's just oh like God. recording our dogs breathing. That's actually not a bad idea because it is such like a low, deep breath, like yeah. how you should be breathing. And it's like, maybe well, we my pug, like he literally like snores in my ear all night. And I, now yeah. if he's not in my bed, I can't sleep. I like, know. So like, it's just like, kind of like white noise now. Yeah. Yeah. Reliable white noise. Maybe, uh, next uh, recording, we'll have a uh, dog meditation. Ooh, some doga. <laughs> some doga. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, have fun on your trip. And I don't think we're releasing this this week. We're, we'll release it next week because we still have genies to release. Oh, shit. We had all those conversations about the dates. I so know. This, this will come out the first week of March. This will come out on the third. Yeah. So I will be in Costa Rica. We'll probably do a follow up episode where um, we're hoping Tally and I will chat while I'm there and she can berate me from the beach. <laughs> Cause I'm jealous. <laughs> I wish you were coming with me. I know. I wish it was too. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, or we just released two this week because <laughs> we're never consistent. Yeah, it. It's fine. <laughs> you get them when you get them. <laughs> yeah. You guys just be happy that there's any at all. So on that vein, we're on Patreon. Yes, we are on Patreon and we have several tiers to choose from and um, also a listener support on anchor, uh, anchor.fm uh, and you can just give a little or give a lot and we are in the process of creating some really fun stuff if you give a lot and a lot by like $10. We're not, we're not saying, you know. Hey, if you want to give us a thousand dollars, then I won't say no. Done. Do it. But That's if all you... we want, we want a thousand dollars from each and every one of our listeners. Thank you. <laughs> we'll send you the bill. <laughs> um, but if you, if you do send us 10 bucks our way, uh, you will be getting a really cool bandana with our logo on them. And I, I wear bandanas when I walk around the neighborhood not so much a mask because nobody's around anyway. And if somebody jogs three feet away, I put it up. But so I've been rocking the bandana look for a long time in archaeology anyway. And when I go what hiking. What you're saying is you're so hipster that you've been rocking the bandana around the face for like the last 20 years. Pretty much. And now it's like the cool thing to do. So you might as well have a hot pink bandana with our logo on it. And we also invented the idea of drinking rosé. So, I mean, God, you're just a trendsetter, Tally. Drinking rosé with a lime and two ice cubes. Two ice cubes. <laughs> Well, thanks guys for listening. No, not guys. I don't want to say guys anymore because fuck the uh, patriarchy. You know what? That really, fuck the patriarchy. I'm sick of saying that too. I need to yeah. remove guys from my vocabulary. What do you say? I end up saying y'all and then I sound like I'm from Texas and I don't like that either. You well, I, I do say y'all and I am from Texas. <laughs> um, I don't, y'all. Yeah. Uh, because I don't really know what else to put in there. And I know that it's kind of become a blanketed term, but it didn't start that way. And I don't like it. So, um, 
Yeah. I don't know. Humans. Humans. How about like something gender neutral? I mean, y'all, I, that, that is, that's a. Okay. How about you guys help us with our gender neutral sign off? <laughs> and you can go to anchor.fm um, and write us a message or not even just write. You can actually leave us a voicemail and we'll record it. Um, and yeah, I think that's, that is so cool that you could actually hear your voice on the pod as well. If you don't I think see, I might even call in just to see how it works. Well, you know, I tried and they bust you. They're like, ah, ha, ha. You can't call into your own <laughs> podcast. And I'm like, Oh, busted. Dang so. it. All right. Well, still sounds <laughs> wrong. It'll be fine. Yeah. So somebody out there use it and cause we're really curious. Yes, please. All right. Well, thanks for joining us about social responsibility. We didn't really get into classes and all that. So maybe we need to touch back up on that at some point, but yeah, let's, uh, let's see how I'm going to feel real dumb. If I come back with COVID, I hope you don't. I mean, I hope I don't, I don't want to take it with me. I, I have no social interaction whatsoever. So, um, yeah. I mean, I would literally have to get it at the airport. Okay. I know that's the scary part. Cause yeah. that is where, well, but you won't because no, I'm healthy as a horse. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in for this is Tally. Our- oh, this is Sarah. Wait, do it again. This is Tally. <laughs> <laughs> and we're signing off. Oh, bye. We're trying to, we're trying to be professional here. Oh, but- we are. Oh, I said bye over you again. God, we fucking suck at this. <laughs> okay, we're really gonna go now. Okay, Thanks, bye. Guys. Oh, I said guys. <laughs> Don't.